0: Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. Can I begin this week by thanking you all for your support? The download figures over the last month have been astronomical – I think it's most probably pilgrims on the Camino spreading the word. So if you're listening to me on the Camino, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Just contact me via danmullinsmusic.com, danmullinsmusic.com. This is a podcast about the Camino de Santiago, a series of ancient spiritual and mystical pilgrimages across Europe. Pretty much everywhere I go these days, I meet someone who has walked the Camino. Two weeks ago, I met an American man who had moved to Australia to work in real estate. I was playing a gig in the city. We got to talking during my break and he he asked about the stamps on my guitar. I told him about the Camino. He said he'd never heard about it. Well, two weeks later, he arrived at another gig, this time miles from the city, way out in Sydney's western suburbs and I was singing Smokey Robinson's Tracks of My Tears and I saw him, my new mate, walking through the crowd with an enormous grin on his face, and he was mouthing to me, I'm doing the Camino. He's heading off on his first Camino in July from Leon to Santiago. And I love that the podcast is part of people's lives. Gary Snyder, the American man of letters, a writer, thinker, and essayist, said, Walking is the great adventure. The first meditation, a practice of heartiness and soul primary to humankind. Walking is the exact balance between spirit and humility. For the first time in the history of the podcast, and we're up to episode 122, which is incredible in itself, but for the first time, we have back-to-back guests from Western Australia. Tim Jones messaged me after hearing Annie O'Neill's podcast in episode 120, and he said, my wife and I listen to your podcast regularly. We recommended it to others who were walking the Camino, so I thought we'd better catch up to talk about their journey. Tim and Shandell Jones are on the line from Donnybrook in Western Australia. Welcome, Pilgrims.
1: <laughs> Hola, Dan.
2: Hi, Dan.
0: Shandell, let me begin with you. Tell us about how the Camino came into your lives?
2: I think I first heard of the Camino probably almost 10 years ago um, on a trip to uh, South America, or actually coming back from South America, and I remember being in the car, driving a few hours home from Perth Airport and hearing um, the priest that you've interviewed a few times and he's written books with Elsa MacDonald, hearing him talk about the
0: Camino. Father Tony Doherty.
2: That's it. And I also had read Colin Bowles' story, a novel about walking the Camino. So that's kind of, I think, where it hit my radar probably 10 or so years ago.
0: So, Tim, I'm going to ask you now, we talk here often about the spiritual aspect of the Camino. And look, I'm not necessarily some sort of spiritual guru or anything. I'm an old musician. I love to watch sport on TV. I love to have a beer with people down the pub. But I I, I like talking to like-minded people who have found something on the Camino. Would you call yourselves spiritual people?
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, but most definitely. We um, we we're, we're very spiritual, very emotional, and um, when we find when we're on the Camino, those emotions come to the fore.
0: What about your history, though? I mean. Uh, you, you you kind of find yourselves I don't know at what what age when you discovered the camino were you able to bring to your pathway in spain and europe all of those things that you've, you you'd brought from the past or were you discovering more about your spirituality when you walked the camino
1: I, I was discovering more about myself. I had no expectations when I uh, walked my first Camino on the Francaise. Um, and as I got further and further into it, I was I was discovering things about myself. I was uh, discovering that I, I, um, I was getting reinstilled faith in the human race again. Um, you know, people were nice and because of being a police officer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of people all the time that um, aren't so nice and then that sort of builds up for quite some time and then I found it again and and it was great. It was like a, a, a weight being lifted off my shoulders.
0: Hang on, hang on. Now, Shandel, you might go and get a cup of tea for a minute. Tim, <laughs> Tim what, what, what do you mean? So you're a police officer and the Camino was able to – Provide for you some kind of, as you said, rekindling of the faith in the in in mankind. Did you expect to find that on the Camino, or were you were you surprised to find that?
1: I was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very much so. Uh, you know, as as a police officer. And, well, everybody has their own personal space, but as a police officer, that personal space is expanded five times more um, for your own protection, for your own safety. Uh, when I was on the Camino, Donativos especially, um, you're, you're sleeping side by side next to people that you've never known. and You've only met them that day or that evening, and it becomes, um, you know, you have to trust them. and. It, it becomes a beautiful thing, you know, that you, 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 your your faith is reinstilled again. Um, yeah, it's hard to explain, but it's, you know, just a wonderful thing.
0: So, Shandell, so, I, I want to talk about the logistics of what we're talking about because people will be wondering, what on earth, when did they do the Frances and, and what have you? But first, let me just touch with you. What was it like watching this transformation of somebody you've known and loved for all of those years perhaps coming to terms with some of the things that he hasn't been able to come to terms with for many many years?
2: Um, I think Tim Tim is, um, although, you know, there's certain pressures with the job, um, Tim is someone who can talk to most people easily and I think that's um, an aspect that actually makes him really good at his job. Um, But to be able to let his... um, Uh, fences down a little bit and not to be as cautionary as he is in other environments I think was a a good thing to see it I, I probably need to backtrack in the story a little bit when I decided to do the Camino Francaise which we were on day 17 on this day two years ago um, I did it like you, um, as a coming of age, turning 50. I turned 50 a, a week before we left for for um, Spain to to start our Camino. <laughs> Um, and I had long service leave, so I was going to do the full six weeks and I thought that Tim would probably only take two weeks holiday and join me for part of it as I'd hoped some of my friends would do or family as well. Um, Unfortunately none of my friends or family managed to join me but um, Tim took the whole time and and we did it together. And I know a lot of people talk about whether you should or shouldn't take your partner or your husband or your wife or whatever. I think it worked really well for us. Um, So something that was initially something I wanted to do that Tim was sort of tagging along to sort of did almost a full 360 where he's now the one who um, would Mm. bore people silly talking about the Camino (laughs) and his experiences.
0: Oh, how fantastic. So let's go back a step. You're right, Shendell. I should have set it all up and I didn't.
2: Because no, 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 no.
0: So you walked your first Camino when?
2: Uh, April, May 2017.
0: And you did and the Camino he, Frances?
2: Yes, starting from Pamplona because we thought we wouldn't have enough time to get over the uh, Pyrenees or maybe that was just a convenient excuse. <laughs> um, and then we've just come back now from doing what's known as the Celtic Camino, where we did um, a minimum of 30 Ks in Ireland. We did St. Patrick's Pilgrim Path or Tokar Paidric, Paidric, excuse my horrible pronunciation. And then we went to Coruna and did the Inglés from Coruna to Santiago, arriving on Good Friday this year.
0: Oh, my goodness. I, I can't wait to talk about that because I have all of that highlighted here. That sounds to me like a wonderful walk. I'm of Irish heritage, so the idea of walking pilgrimage in Ireland is, is very appealing to me. But I want to go back to the first Camino, the Camino of France says. Mm-hmm. Tim, tell us, yeah. d- did it turn out to be everything you had hoped it would be?
1: Dad, I didn't have any expectations uh, when, I, um, when I started the Camino. So when I, as I was doing the Camino, because uh, 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 I had no expectations, it was more than what I had imagined and, and could ever imagine. Uh, and it was great to walk every day, yeah. talk to people from all over the world, laugh, joke. Um, enjoy their company and, and just walk side by side with a smile on my face.
0: So let me ask you then, um, that being the case, um, when did it dawn on you on the France that very first time, this is very, really something very special?
1: Oh, I couldn't pick an actual time.
0: Was it early in um, the journey? I mean, you started in, in Pamplona. You started in Pamplona, was it days after, weeks after?
1: I think actually it was probably on about the first day when we met a a couple of uh, New Zealanders and they just made us feel so welcome and... And it was, it, was, it was open arms, and we sat on the balcony and chatted and had a few services, and I thought, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Chandel, I, I suppose when I asked that question before about whether it met your expectations, you had been the one sort of dri- you know, driving the motivation to get there. What were your expectations?
2: Yeah, good question. I, I don't think I had um, huge expectations. I, I probably had a better idea of what to expect physically or for the journey than perhaps Tim. And, of course, we both had seen the, the movie The Way. In fact, I think we brought our family to tears before we went because we made everyone watch it with us. <laughs> um And we both hike in WA. We have a a wonderful um, long-distance trail known as the Billman Track. Um, So we've done some long-distance walking and hiking, but not for six weeks, you know, probably three or four days at a time. And and fortunately on the um, Camino, you don't have to carry your tent and your stove and all your food and that sort of thing as well um so I I had some ideas and I guess also um for me it was the religious aspect of pilgrimage um I went to a Catholic school I'm Catholic I now teach in a Catholic school um so there was that religious dimension as well but in terms of expectations I knew it was going to be more than a holiday um, and I knew it would be a really good way of really unplugging and downing tools for a longer period of time, and I certainly found found that. Um, it wasn't a piece of cake. There were some days where I really needed every moment of Tim's enthusiasm to get me over the hills and keep going. Um, but I think all in all, it was really a life-affirming um, opportunity for both of us, and, and that's probably what has drawn us back this year for our Celtic Camino.
0: And I want to get to that. But before I do, Tim, I mentioned earlier the Gary Snyder quote, walking is the exact balance between spirit and humility. Was that your experience? And I, I'm, I'm asking that as a policeman. You are someone, you, you, you have a presence in the community. Here you are walking on this ancient trail where you're just a you're you're just a pilgrim along with everybody else so walking as Gary Snyder said walking is the exact balance between spirit and humility is that what you felt
1: yeah most definitely and was that was that a fantastic feeling it was uh, and it still is and yeah uh, I, I, I take a part of the Camino with me every day I go to work. Uh, it drives the guys at work a little bit mad at times, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. But, you know, the, the fact that um, ha- having that faith in the human race and having that faith in other people and treating people as, as a person, I've brought that back from the Camino and it's made me a better police officer, I think. Yeah. I think that's very important. Uh, and for all of us, in
0: many respects, um, that humility, walking, as Gary Snyder said, walking is the exact balance between spirit and humility. Mm. Everybody listening, I think, today to us talking, uh, whether they're on the Camino or they're walking in Ireland or in Egypt or where America or wherever they're listening, they're walking because it's the exact balance between spirit and humility. Shandell, that's why I wanted to ask you a very personal question, if I may. Um, why did you seek a simpler life? You and Tim sort of, you know, you, you've said, right? we're going to pack up everything and we're just going to have a little backpack on our backs. What was the trigger moment for you to, to say, we need something to kind of bring us back to basics?
2: I think it's that, that hitting 50 was part of it and you wanting to do something that's a milestone and something that's uh, a little out of the ordinary and certainly we've both got family members who just can't understand what the, the hiking obsession is and why would you really want to walk 20 kilometres or 30 kilometres in a day. Um, and and also, yeah, just, just getting down to a really simple lifestyle of, you know, um, get up, eat walk, eat, drink, sleep and repeat, um, you know, and I think it was just that, yeah, simple lifestyle and getting away from the busyness of our our jobs um, and that sort of thing as well.
0: Yeah. And you forgot in there meet and greet. Yes. (laughs) It's so, isn't it, just fantastic to meet people from all around the world. No matter where you are, a little town somewhere, a little cafe, even lunchtime, even sometimes when you think I shouldn't, I've only walked for an hour, I really should walk for two and a half hours before, before I have my coffee, I'm just going to stop today for an hour. Um, and, 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 you, and when you meet those people, you think, well, thank goodness I stopped for the hour.
2: Yeah, yeah. So at the moment we're um, suffering greatly because Facebook keeps reminding us exactly what we were doing two years ago. Um, (laughs) I I had a a quick look um, just before you called tonight and there was this couple from Queensland on this day two years ago. And we only walked with them for this one day. He was a copper from Queensland. She was a teacher um, in a, a religious school and we just had so much in common and we just, to use Tim's word, chanted the whole way along for, into a stalker. and then they stopped a bit longer and we kept going. And we've not kept met up again but we keep in contact through Facebook and, and they feel like really good friends, so, although we really only spent maybe 10 hours together.
0: I know that walk into Astorga <laughs> is so beautiful. I know it so well. All right, Tim, tell us yeah. about the Celtic Camino.
1: Oh, the Celtic Camino, Shindel said, let's do this thing called the Celtic Camino. And, yeah, I said yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and, and she, like I said uh, earlier on, she's the brains of the operation. Um, Shindell researches it all and everything like that. I get up, I pack my bag, I put my hiking boots on and I follow her. And I'll walk five hundred. in the words of the proclaimers, I'll walk 500 miles for her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. There are some lyrics in there that you probably don't want me to say though.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, and I I just enjoy the the getting away, the simplicity of of any camino, um, getting up, packing your bags, and just walking for the day, and then stopping, meeting, greeting, talking to people. Um, yeah, and the Celtic Camino was another one. It was a little bit, it was different. It was uh, totally different to doing the Francaise. Um There wasn't as many people on it. Um, which which just changed the dynamics of it so much.
0: Yeah. Where, where did you start?
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll kick in here, Dan. Right um, we decided about 18 months ago that we'd like to do the Celtic Camino and um, we put it out to our Camino family from 2017 um, that we were planning this trip and about the, the time that we were looking at. Um, and most of our 2017 Camino family uh, are Australian. In fact, there was an Irishman at the time who referred to us as the Aussie Gang. He'd uh, say, oh, I've just seen one of the Aussie Gang down at the supermercado or whatever. Mm. Anyway, so we put it out, and um, mm. a couple we knew from Queensland, Dan and Roz, said, Oh, yeah, we're thinking about doing a trip to the UK. Um, we're in. So um, they and. Um, two other family members joined us in Ireland. So there were six of us who did the the two days um, of the St Patrick's hike in Ireland starting at Ballantabba Abbey uh, near the west coast, um, not far from Westport. And we walked 35 k's over two days and the end of the walk was at Crow Patrick or St Patrick's Mountain right on the, the coast at Westport.
0: And do you leave from there to go to Akaruna?
2: Yeah, we had a few more days touring in Ireland. Um, like you, my ancestry is Irish. It's the mm. first time I'd been to Ireland and I wanted to track down some Malayan ancestors. Um, and then a few days later, we flew from Dublin to Arkaruna. Um, via Barcelona where we spent the night in the airport due to an air, uh, a delay in flights and a an airline who I won't mention didn't <laughs> provide any accommodation or any assistance so we thought well we'll just sleep on the floor um, and then we got to Karuna the next Day and started at midday, whereas we should have been at uh, Karuna the night before and started in the morning. But once we hit Karuna, we got our mojo back and we were all all good and we just let the the troubles of the airport sort of um, fly away on the wind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Tim, tell us about accommodation on the Celtic Camino.
2: Well, we...
1: (sighs) The, the, there's not as many um, Albergues um, through Arkaruna and that that were open at the time when we went through. Um, we were just on the cusp of its opening season, so it was a little bit hard. But we did stay in the pubs, um, which were hotels more so, um, until we got to Santiago. Then we list, we had to stay in a um, yeah. in an Albergue there.
0: <laughs> what, what, what about in Ireland though? On the actual Celtic Camino, where, where are you staying there?
2: We we ended up getting a Airbnb apartment, four-bedroom apartment, because there were six of us and we had two cars so we could car shuffle between each place each day. There wasn't actually a lot of public transport and there wasn't any accommodation at our um, midway point. Right. So it's, it's a little bit tricky. There are probably, I don't know, six or ten or maybe more um, paths, pilgrim paths you can do in Ireland. Um, I think we chose St Patrick's just purely because everyone knows who St Patrick was. And there may be other paths where there's better accommodation and better public transport, but we wouldn't have been able to do the sections that we did if we hadn't had the two cars to sort of do a bit of a car ferry drop type thing each day.
0: Is it well signposted? The, the Celtic Camino?
2: <laughs> With both paws. In places, the start at um, Ballantubba Abbey was amazing. Um, we got there just before um, their regular 9am mass, so Tim and I attended that and that was very special. And then uh, they got a bit of a visitor's centre and and had a little photocopied map of the path, which um, compared to the resources of the Francais is probably not as... Mm. Um, wonderful um, <laughs> uh, one of the things we loved or I loved was there was um, signage along the way reminding you of the elements of pilgrimage and there was a little um, photocopy booklet that did that as well and those elements were faith penance bracket no complaining community celebration silence and change of heart and I just thought that really summed up Pilgrimage really lovely. And they, they sort of put these individual signs along the trail and you could guarantee the one with the penance brackets, no complaining, was always halfway up a hill or through a really big bog.
0: How wonderful. I've never heard that before. So where did you first see that? Do you remember, Shendell?
2: There was a little leaflet that they gave us at the start of the Ballantubba, at the start of the um, Crowpatrick uh, or Patrick, um path um, and the Ballantubba Abbey is like the official starting point. So there's a, you fill out a declaration to say that you're undertaking the pilgrimage and they give you these little leaflets and maps and so on and it was listed, those six elements were listed in the little leaflet but then they also had signs reminding you of that along the way, as well as some historical information at different places.
0: I love that. Um, And I'll I'll ask you again before the end of the interview to read those out again, if you wouldn't mind. But I want want to throw now to both of your lives, um, because you're a policeman, Tim uh, Shendell. You're a teacher, as you said. How did it feel... Leaving, Tim, and this is a question for you first off and Chandel in a moment, how did it feel leaving all that responsibility behind?
1: Wow. Uh, that's a good question. Um, like, like like any holiday that I take, because I like to get out of the country, um, just... Uh, so that I'm not recalled to court and recalled back to work. It's a total different uh, atmosphere. Um, it becomes a, sort of like a, a weight off your shoulders. The the only trouble is w- with policing, you have like your, your spidey senses are turned on um, for quite some time and it, it's, it's a self-awareness, protectiveness of your own person. So that takes a few days, sometimes a couple of weeks, to actually... Get out of your system, and you know you're not conscious of somebody coming up behind you um, and and jumping. Uh, the, the 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 guys on the on the push bikes doing the francais were uh, a big problem for me for the first few days until I got to the into the habit of yes, it's not somebody coming up running but behind me with a dirty great big uh, club or a knife or something. Um, so yeah, once I came down from that, it was just nice to be able to relax um it was it was a lot of freedom that i was feeling
0: and shendell could you see a different side of tim as a result of that um
2: yeah i i guess so um you know I, I, I guess I, I'm lucky I get to see two sides of him most of the time, like the relaxed side and, and the policeman's side um, when he's at work or whatever. Um, but certainly, yeah, he, he was very, um, yeah, quite quite comfortable in um, situations, but initially, you know, he would sit with his back to the wall and being able to scan a room or scan the road or scan <laughs> the cafe tables, whereas <laughs> further along he would be less... Less worried
0: about those sorts of things. It, it it makes me kind of laugh away in a way because I'm imagining imagining Tim in some Ar- Spanish bar or some Irish bar, you know, scanning the room. Is there any danger? <laughs> Is there any danger here? You know, and the, there's you just do. there's just old pilgrims sitting around, yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. you know, they're saying, maybe are you finished with that wine? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really nice to be able to turn it off for a little while of course um, it, it's good for your psyche yeah, uh, and yeah. I, would, I would recommend doing a Camino whether it be the Francaise or whatever to any copper just to sort of be able to bring yourself back down to being a normal human person
0: <laughs> any of us to being, yeah. a, to being a normal human person <laughs> Yeah, Not exactly. just policemen. Shendel, yeah. tell us about preparing for the Camino. Um, you, you, both Caminos. Are you spreadsheet pilgrims? Did you are you Uber researchers? Did you do lots of research and have everything locked in before you went? Yes and
2: no. I. <laughs> did a, a reasonable amount of reading before we went and um, we've got some friends through the west australian hiking community who have done a couple of caminos as well so we caught up with them um a month or so before our first trip and and um one one friend in particular gave me a heap of his guidebooks and other bits of information on francis because he didn't think he needed it anymore um and so, while we knew not to stick to the really set path each day, um, we actually used the Michelin guide and the guide that we were given. Um, our friend Headley gave me his version, so on it it already had his notes of good alber- albergues to stay in and things like that, or alternative routes to take. So. Um, we didn't actually book ahead with the accommodation apart from, I think, our first night in Pamploma, and then once we got to Saria, um, I can remember spending quite a few hours booking the next week ahead into Santiago, every step planning and, and booking rooms on booking.com or whatever, just because we knew once we got past Saria, it was going to be busy and, and those sorts of things, um. Interestingly, on this Camino, the Celtic Camino, I wanted to try and do it without pre planning each leg, just walk as far each day, do shorter distances, stop more often, um, and not book accommodation. But because we were walking in Holy Week, we then had to actually forward plan a bit, which is something I tried to avoid because in my Work life, I'm always forward planning. So I really like to try and let that go when I go on a Camino or on a hike.
0: Let me ask you a question. Uh, It's a personal question. And, Tim, if I may, uh, are you two physically fit people? Are you, like, generally fit?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I – I could probably lose, with, do with losing a few kilos. I'm probably one of the few people that walked the Francaise and didn't lose weight because so I, I drank too much beer. Um, it happens. But, it happens to the yeah, best of us. It, it does. It is. I was carving up. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, the, the, this time more so because I got my pack down to six, about six kilos. Goodness, um, okay. To carry. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, which is probably about the same, or it's less weight than what I carry on my hips every day at work with um, with my taser gun and baton and pepper sprays and all the rest of it. So, you know, I've got that fitness from doing that on a daily basis, but I'm not I'm not as fit as I was um, when I first started in the police force. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but Shend- Shendell does a lot more walking than what I do. Yeah.
0: And and so did you do more walking before you left like were you you know were your shoes worn in were you you know prepared for what was what was coming? Shendel?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. Um we 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 um we do maintenance volunteers or we are maintenance volunteers on the Bellingham track so we do a regular uh day walk of about 16 k's on our section that we look after and that's meant to be once a quarter um, so we'll do those longer sort of day walks um, and leading up to the um we we were doing longer five five probably not much more than five eight k's around town and stuff like that on the weekend with the dogs but we didn't do a lot of training but certainly all our gear was well worn in our, our hiking boots um, and and anything else like that and in fact that was one of the things we probably did wrong on the first uh camino is we decided to take our big hiking packs just because we knew they fitted us well Um, and these are like um 50 litre or 70 litre packs Mm. um which probably weighed about three kilos each so since then we've upgraded so this time we went much much lighter um, and and we thought, oh, we'll take a big pack because we know it fits as well, it's comfortable, and you can shove everything in really easily, you just open the top and chuck stuff in, whereas when you have a smaller pack, sometimes you've got to really squeeze things in and stuff. But that was probably one thing we did learn from the first first Camino, that having the, a pack that weighs three kilos is a big no-no.
0: Let me ask you something, Shendell, um, while Tim's not listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave the room.
0: Yeah. Are you surprised by the impact the Camino has had on your lives?
2: Yeah, a little bit. When when we um, did our first Camino in 2017, all the way along, we're meeting people who have done three Caminos, two Caminos, five Caminos, whatever, and I'm going, no, nah, doing it once, tick it off, move on, um, and then I think I got to Santiago And if it wasn't in Santiago, it was the next day when we headed out to Arends to um, go to the thermal pools and have a bit of a rest or whatever that I went no I'm coming back next time and and one of the reasons why I worked out which actually didn't happen until we got back from our first trip they realized that there's this trifecta of what you you do when you get to Santiago one is go to a pilgrim's mass two is hug the statue and three is go to the crypt to see where the the relics are well when we did our first Camino um, we did the Pilgrim's mass, mass, it was the Feast of Ascension, so we got the Botafoimuro, it was completely packed, there was a beautiful choir because of the feast day, etc. But then we skipped the rest of it. In fact, um, I feel we left Santiago too soon. We did a bus trip to Michet the next day and then the day after we were on a train. So that was one of my reasons for coming back, was I had to go and hug the statue and go into the crypt and so on.
0: When I said, are you surprised the impact you've had it's had on your lives i suppose the thing about it tim and this is a question for you is you may not understand um how it's impacted your lives but you might view it via your family and friends so what do they make of it your your pilgrim lives your are on journey
1: uh, well, you know, they, they, they said it was an 800-kilometre pub crawl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, I, I, my my side of the family have always, on my mum's side, have always been walkers and hikers. Um, my grandmother did a couple of uh, walks on the Offers Dyke um, because I'm English, Welsh, and so the border walking up and down the Offers Dyke was what they did. Um, my aunt is in, big into walking. My mum is big into walking as well. Uh, it's not a day goes by that they don't walk. So they they get it. Um, they they don't get it to the fact that I need to go and do it for six weeks straight. Um, <laughs> they think I'm a little bit nuts. But you know, yeah, um, th- they 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 like the fact that I have got a passion, and um, a- and it means so much to me to go and do it. Uh, I, I... Um, are you surprised by the passion? Yeah, I am. And are you I delighted
0: am. by finding that surprise? Yeah. And, Shendell, yeah. are you delighted to find that surprise in your bloke?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Tim's great pretty well. Anything that I want to do, he'll support me 100% and yeah. he'll, he'll join me. But now it's kind of the, it's almost like um, he's the instigator now.
0: When are we going next? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've got a question for, for for each of you here, but I'm going to start with you, Tim. You're on the Camino says, and, indeed, the Camino, the Celtic Camino. Did you get lost?
1: I get lost in my own thoughts, in my feelings, and um, all the time. Um, didn't actually get lost physically, but just got lost within myself.
0: And, and, Sh- uh, and Shandell... Did you get? Yes. Did you find him?
2: Oh, that's a tricky question. Yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> okay, so Chandel, did you get lost on the Camino de Santiago?
2: Oh, I'm the sort of person who prides themselves on not getting lost. Dan. So, um, I, actually, I got frustrated on our first day coming out of our uh, I'm going to talk um, lost literally as opposed to figuratively. But um, as we headed out of our Karina, we had trouble matching up the, the trail notes that um John Rafferty wrote with what was on the Wise Pilgrim app and we lost the markers I think three times on that first afternoon out at Akaruna and, and that's pretty unheard for me to um, to take a wrong turn. So I guess I did get physically lost. Well, not lost, it didn't take us long, but, um, yeah, we were lost. We were off track, let's put it that way, a few <laughs> unplanned detours. Um, but in terms of getting lost, like disconnected, um, not necessarily in a bad way. Um, probably not, I think.
0: I'm going to let the silence just for a moment.
2: <laughs>
0: Tim? Yes. Did you find Shandel?
1: Uh, yeah, she's always usually probably about five metres behind me. <laughs> That's great. She picks on me lots. That's because, great. Because whenever we walk, I end up being about five metres in front, and, and it's a bit of a joke uh, between the two of us that we have a laugh at. Um, but, yeah, figuratively speaking, yeah, I'll, I'll always find Shendell. Um, there was a number of times that we were struggling um, on, a, on a couple of days, and... I I've, I talked to Shendel. I got a, her her mind thinking about other things, and we ended up getting through to where we needed to go. Um, Shendel was struggling, but I didn't let her know. And this is probably the first time she knows that I was struggling as well. And so to keep myself <laughs> occupied, I did that, and and it helped both of us out.
0: Well, the reason I I, I ask those questions is because Shendel, you bought a bookmark in Santiago de Compostela that said, there's no path too long or difficult if you walk with the person you love. <laughs> now, you, you, I can hear you two laughing and you most probably, yeah. I'm, I'm in one side of Australia, you're on the other side of Australia, you're most probably high-fiving each other. <laughs> okay, let me ask a logistics question, Shandell. Would you recommend walking with a spouse?
2: Yes, I would. And in fact, for Tim and I, um, we've been married, or oh, it'll be 10 years next year. Next year, mm-hmm. yeah. So nine years in November. Um, and for us walking together, whether it's a day walk, whether it's a longer trail, whether it's a Camino, I, I just I think it's such great couples therapy because you put your phone down, you take away the distractions, you don't have to worry about the housewife or the housework or the kids or the dogs or whatever it might be or the work. Um, And you can just get away from it and you talk about things that you wouldn't normally have conversations about. Sometimes they're important conversations, sometimes they're really um, obscure conversations. But for me uh, and for Tim, walking together um, has been a real blessing and doing the Camino together has been wonderful. And I think with the 2017 Camino, I would have... At the end, I wished I'd tried walking by myself a little bit more just to be a little bit more independent um, but still meet up at the end of the day and things like that. I did that on one or two occasions, but seriously, we were probably only 20 metres apart. that. <laughs> um, but then Tim's also my safety net as well. Um, so I guess there's a part of me who, who would like to be quite independent. Like I've met many women and men traveling by themselves in the Camino. And I think you get a different experience. But at the same time, there's so many memories that Tim and I have from that shared experience. I think as a couple for only one of you to do a Camino and try and explain it to your partner when they haven't traveled with you, as much as they can empathize and see your photos and hear the stories, it's not the same as being there.
0: No, that's right. And... Let me ask you a question way out of left field. Um, and I'm going to ask you, Tim, you're mm. pil- your pilgrims now, right? If you could whisper something into the ear of newlywed Tim and Shandell, what would it be?
1: Follow your dreams.
0: <laughs> so now Shandell, where will this pilgrim journey take you?
2: Oh, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it'll be together. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my response to your question prior to that would be just walk and yeah. walk together.
0: Yeah. And
2: whether that's, you know, a half-hour walk on the weekend or walking with dogs or, or a full-day walk. But, yeah, it's just that get off your phone and unplug and just spend time where you can have conversations and enjoy nature.
0: And, and Tim, if someone's listening and thinking of walking a Camino de Santiago, what would you say to them?
1: I would say book it. Um, when <laughs> when we were doing our first Camino, that when we did our Francais, and like I was saying, there was a couple of um, New Zealanders that we were talking to, um, who were actually uh, Baptist ministers, and they they said when you get to fifty. Right, you don't you no longer have a bucket list, you have a book it list. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, Wow, that's an awesome saying. Yeah. And so, yeah, just book it, get onto it and do it. If you if you feel that hankering to do it, then you need to go and do it, otherwise it'll drive you mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shandel, I wanna come back to you for the final word, if you like. Those six Mm -hmm. elements you talked about earlier. Uh, I, I just thought that was a really, really wonderful aspect of pilgrimage and journey and travel and sharing and caring that, that I, I want you to touch on them again. Could you read them through again for me, please?
2: Sure. So the six elements of pilgrimage, um, and this was given to us in Ireland, was faith, penance, brackets, no complaining, Community, celebration, silence, and change of heart.
0: I don't think you could ask for a better way to finish our discussion today. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to both of you, not least, uh, uh, well, the, the least of it is that your enthusiasm for the Camino is, is, is incredible and astounding. But also there's an element of, of connection between the two of you in talking with, well, I'm on one side of Australia talking to you on the other side <laughs> of Australia that I can hear that I, I want to thank you for sharing that connection, because that's a very important aspect of our interview today, not necessarily your talking about your experience, but moreover, your sharing of your experience together. I hope our paths cross one day. Uh,
1: I do too.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I know there's a very strong uh, Camino community in Perth and Western Australia. I'm going to be over there before the end of the year. So until then, I I can't wait to catch up with you. Buen Camino, Pilgrims, and thank you.
2: Buen Camino, Dan. Buen Camino, Dan. And
1: thank you very much for the show as well. Thank you so
0: much. Thanks, guys. Buen Camino.
2: Thank you.
1: Take care.
0: My guests this week, the West Australian Pilgrims, Tim and Shendell Jones. I've said here many times, I could hear and feel the Camino calling me when I came home in 2016. I went back in 2017 and only went back for a short time last year, but it's calling me again, and the call is very, very strong. If you're interested in sponsoring me and the work I do, go to patreon.com forward slash Mullins or danmullinsmusic.com. Gary Snyder, the American man of letters, a writer, thinker and essayist said, Walking is the great adventure, the first meditation, a practice of heartiness and soul primary to humankind. Walking is the exact balance between spirit and humility. Just walk. I can't wait. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen camino. Somewhere along the way. Somewhere along the. Way.